all I do is take that great brush juice, no sugar outside of natural sugars. We put it in this machine that will freeze it as long as it has a natural sugar content greater than 11%. Our cider runs roughly 115 to 13% natural sugar. And it freezes it up and it is just the best healthy treat. And we sell a lot of them and it is, it's one of the things so we've kind of gotten known for. That is Beverly Mooney, the owner of Millstone Creek Orchards in Ramser, which is in Randolph County. It's just around the corner from Asheboro, right in the center or heart of North Carolina. Now, she's telling me about her apple cider slushies, which are enough of a reason to make the drive out there. And if you're from up north, you'll be happy to know that along with slushies, they also sell apple cider donuts and you pick apples. You can pick various other fruits throughout spring, summer, and fall. Beyond talking fruit, we'll learn about the origins of this awesome farm, varieties of pumpkins I had no idea about before this conversation, and much more. This is NC Travel Chat, and I'm your host, Carl Hedinger, for what's going to be a delicious ride through Randolph County. My name's Beverly Mooney, and I'm the owner of Millstone Creek Orchards. We're in the heart of North Carolina here in Randolph County, and we're a, primarily a, a fruit producer. Um, we grow blueberries, blackberries, peaches, grapes, apples, and pumpkins, and even grow some pecans. Um, we are also an agritourism venue. So these beautiful crops we grow, we allow the public to come out and interact with picking their own fruit. Um, we also have a, a store, a retail store, farm stand. Um, a, we're a cider mill. A lot of folks don't think about that very first when they think about us, but we're a cider mill that produces about 3,000 gallons of fresh juice every season. We also have a cannery and bakery on site, and that's been going since about 2008, an ice cream parlor. We are pretty full service when we're during season, but we are a seasonal business around those fresh crops that we grow. What are the off seasons? Close down about two days before Christmas, and I don't open up till mid-March. We invite March, we start back with our beautiful blooms that are coming out we can share with guests. Um, but we, we close down for those few months and um, take advantage of a little bit of time off for all of us. And then again, there's a lot to do during the winter of getting those trees pruned for the next season. Do you do any events leading up to Christmas? We do. Um, now, again, this year, everything looks so different this year. So yeah. especially when you say that word event, um, we're, we're looking at one event at a time. And right now, typically what we would do in a normal year is we would go into September with Apple Fest and then October Fest. And we do a happy Halloween hayride and movie night for younger kids. So we're not scary. We're the place to bring those young kids to get into November and we have our fall carnival and then Christmas we do um, a Millstone Creek Christmas hayride. Hmm. So we light up the orchard and take you on a hayride. We have Santa and Mrs. Claus and fire pits and we sell trees for the local high school. And um, so it's a full blown rounded Christmas event hmm. this year. I just don't know. I'm playing one event at a time. We yeah. took out summer events, but we allowed you pick. Our September, we had to decide because apple picking season is our biggest month. How did it look this year? And, and we knew we couldn't let it look like previous years because we get too many people in a real small amount of time. So we're kind of mimicking our dear friends over at the zoo here in the heart of North Carolina. And yeah. we're doing that reservation only very limited per time slot to help us control the numbers when we get into apple season. So it's, it looks different. Um, but they can still get that same great experience of coming out with their family and picking some fresh apples in the fall. 
I gotcha. So you're you're basically looking ahead to fall right now, not really thinking beyond that. I mean, because things could change. You're right. They're changing. Well, they have slowed down where at the beginning they seem to change by the hour. Um, now it does have settled in a little bit with where we are. And and so, no, we just are taking it one event at a time. But I do obviously have to plan out far enough that we're getting ready to hire our seasonal staff. We had to make calls like that for our hiring. And um, but we will be doing a version of the events. It will not be the events the way they look previously. Previously, mm-hmm. we had apple bobbing. That would be frowned upon now. Um, yeah. So we have to really change up the way that we're interacting with the guests to make them feel like they're getting an amazing experience while trying to keep them safe along the way. That has to be so challenging. I, I really commend you for, for the hard work that y'all are having to do through these times. Well, we're just very thankful that we were given the opportunity with this to still allow guests out because we are agriculture and we do pick our own fruit. Um, and we have a farmer's market on Saturdays that we were essential food. Hmm. And we were really blessed to be able to do that. So with that blessing comes a heavy weight of trying to keep these folks safe. The yeah. absolute worst thing that could happen at my farm would be it to be traced back to something here. Yeah. So we work so hard um, and, and we just every day, one day at a time and do the right thing every day. Before this year, and I know this year is weighing so heavily on our minds, uh, how has the farm changed prior to this year? Because you said at one point, I think you were a second generation farm. Uh, Correct. We are. My dad started this farm and we only started in 2004. So we're celebrating our sweet 16 this year of being open to the public. And um, he started planning in 2001. Hmm. And, you know, I love the old story that my dad told was that they literally planned to have 50 trees and to sell apples off the side, you know, out of a truck on the side of 64. And we've evolved over these 16 years now that we've added the peaches and we added berries and we realized guests really did want to interact with their own food. And it it really has become a tradition, especially fall season more than summer. But I'll have families that'll come and go, we want you to meet the new member to our family. Or we've been coming for eight years. And this is something we do every fall with that pumpkin or that apple. And uh, that's a a good thing there. So to be able to be part of guests. But through the years, we've tried to evolve to what we think our guests want. And, and that we can still do. And so the cider we know does well. So we said, what about an ice cream parlor during the summer? Um, thankfully, two years ago, which ended up being a saving grace for us this year with COVID starting, we decided to get out of growing veggies. Just we we're better at fruits. Hmm. And I wanted to try some raspberries and some different fruits. And we decided instead of growing veggies, we would start a little farmer's market on Saturday. So we actually started that last season as a new farmer's market. And, and, that was, again, a saving grace going into this year where people needed different food options as their, their options were limited in local grocery stores. Yeah, and you, you got quite a bit of notoriety for doing that, didn't you? We really did. It, we made that quick decision really was such an important thing in hindsight. I, it was not an intention for it to evolve into what it has. That's just, I guess, how the path goes. But we made that quick choice to try to team up with other small food producers and other small farmers 
to get different food options to the public via curbside delivery and deli- and curbside pickup and delivery. And we mm-hmm. call it our Apple Barn Mobile Market. And we did our local news <laughs> channels and um, we got we got some really great press off of that because it was it was the first one of the first things out there when everything started. Is there anything that you've tried over the years that you would say maybe didn't work and that you don't do anymore? Absolutely. I mean, I tell folks we're a rat in a maze. A lot of times you hit your head against the wall, but you got to be smart enough to turn around and find the path. We did family fun days um, and weekends years past, and I just knew this was going to be successful and got banners and it wasn't what the people wanted. And, and the more I do this or the longer I do it, I guess, you really have to find what your guests want. And when you see something that's positive, expand on it. Something that's negative, choke it out. Mm-hmm. And if you really believe in it, give it a second year, mm-hmm. um, you know, and maybe revamp it. Um, my Christmas event, you know, it when we first started the Christmas event, it's one that's kind of still on tandem right now that when we first started it, there really weren't choices, but Tanglewood in our area at least. And mm. people were looking for other things. So we just did wonders. We expanded. However, a lot of folks have got into the Christmas game. And so our dear friends up at, um, run Woods of Terror. They now do the McLaren Farms Christmas, which they just do a great job. So it really affected people coming to us. So this year, actually, that one's on the block. And with COVID, we'll kind of see how it develops. People may Uh, want smaller events this year versus when you go to these places, they're the really large events. So maybe that'll be a benefit for us. It's too early to tell, but we did decide that, hey, we got to make some calls. This, This event costs us a lot to put on. We've got to revamp it or kind of exit it and do it a different way. That's really smart. Now, getting back to things that do work, can you just tell us a little bit more about the apple cider slushies? Because personally, I love them and I kind of wish that y'all would deliver to us, you know, to our part of the state. Maybe we can talk about that on the side later. (laughs) Well, I tell you, they, they are a true hit. And um, we take, again, we're a cider mill. So the beauty of this is we make our fresh juice. And I'm one of only about four places left in the state of North Carolina that does fresh pressed cider. And, And that means there's nothing in it, just fresh juice. And so we take a blend of three apples and we start pressing usually the first of September. And I do about 300 gallons a week till Christmas. Hmm. And that will allow us to sell some by the half gallon and, of course, those cider slushies. Um, And then we'll keep some in the freezer. I try to freeze up about 700 gallons to go forward to the next season so I can start the slushies because I can't squeeze again until September. So the slushies, all I do is take that great breast juice, no sugar outside of natural sugars. We put it in this machine that will freeze it as long as it has a natural sugar content greater than 11%. And our cider does it. it, it our cider runs roughly 115 to 13% natural sugar. Mm. And it freezes it up and it is just the best healthy treat. And we sell a lot of them. And it is, it's one of the things so we've kind of gotten known for. <laughs> it is very, very yummy, especially on these hot days we're having now. Yeah. When do you start selling them? The, I sell them when the, the day I open my door in March, I sell oh. them every day we're open unless something major has happened and it hasn't in a few years. Um, that's something because we are known for it. We sell those all the time. Now during other seasons, like right now, we would be selling the apple cider slushy, but we also are selling a peach slushy. I don't oh, yeah? make these alternate flavors, but people, 
they want that seasonal. Everybody gets in that seasonal buzz. If it's peaches, you want your peach preserves and peach turnovers and peach ice cream. And obviously mm. we needed a peach slushy. So it, it, <laughs> people's mind goes to what's fresh and harvesting at the moment. The peach slushies, do you also sell them year round? I don't. That would be a seasonal thing. So during peach season, you would find it. Um, during grape season, you're going to find I have a grape slushy available. Mm. We try to, again, theme most things based on what's harvesting in our fields. So you're going to be growing more fruit going forward. I, I sense more slushies going forward. Is that right? Well, you know, I haven't tried a raspberry, but we just planted 50 <laughs> raspberry plants in March of this year to see if they would take hold and if they like their home here because raspberries are a a very fickle thing to grow. They really have to like their, their climate, but the 50 are, are proving well. I've had a small handful of raspberries and so uh, they should be one. We'll start getting a small crop, but if they continue, I'll plant 150 more next year. Wow. And then, yes, I think a raspberry slushy would be amazing. Yeah, so we got to keep adding to it. Yeah. I could see that menu expanding as the years Absolutely. go along. You've gone into a bit, you know, about your events and people who come to the store. Who would you say is like the ideal person to visit the farm? And the, the answer to that really would be, it depends on what they're wanting from the farm. We have a lot of our older guests that want to come in. They love to come and shop fresh. They want to get a scoop of ice cream and sit on my front porch. They just frequent us and they really enjoy that. Those that are coming out for the agritourism things that we're doing, primarily I see young families is my number one guest that we bring in. And they, they, again, a lot of those people have grown up picking fruit with their parents or grandparents, and they want to continue that tradition to their children and grandchildren. Um, mm. So we have a lot that come out that have young families. You'll see, you know, mom and dad with a couple kids in tow. They've got their wagon heading up to the peach orchard <laughs> to pick a basket full of peaches and, um, that's, that's who comes out for that agritourism stuff. I do quite a bit. Where do people typically come from? Are they mostly locals or are you dealing with people from a specific area? It's hard for us to gauge. We pretty much pull within about a, an hour to, to 90 minutes around us in a circle. And we're really blessed. We're right here in the center of the state. So that really gives us such a great area to pull from. Um, we were actually tracked it back seven or eight years ago when our town, a local town was applying for a grant and we, they were trying to find who was coming into our city. And at that point um, we were pulling about 80% out of that Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. Oh, wow. And so we were trying to figure out why. And the best thing we could come up with so many folks out of that area are trans, you know, transplanted Northeasterners. And ah. they moved to that area for good jobs. Well, the Northeast is known for apples. And most of these folks tell us that they grew up picking apples or having fresh cider. And for the first several years, they just nagged me about apple cider donuts. And then they finally won. And I put in apple cider donuts. And they're good. Um, but we found very much from that part of the area. But now I will tell you, we've leveled off. I get a real pull from that Charlotte area. Oh, really? um, we get a pull from Greensboro, obviously, Kernersville, Winston, Salem, Fayetteville. We have a real strong military <laughs> presence. We offer military discount, but I pull a lot out of that, that Fayetteville area, this military families. So I, I see it all around now. And the one interesting thing we have found this year with COVID is we typically will get probably 20% every year that are new guests finding us from either a friend or from our social media. That number this year is greater than 50% right now. 
Wow. And that I find an interesting number. I don't know what it means long term. We hope we do a great job for them and we'll make a repeat guest. We have a real great retention rate. But people are, well, number one, I, I did a little interview for Smithsonian um, Magazine and they, they says, why do you think they're coming? And I went, I think it's lack of options. And there's so few things to do. People are going outside of their comfort zone of what they've always done and looking just to get out and in a place they can feel safe still. And I I think that really is a big part of why we're getting so many new guests coming through right now. I'll definitely be back. We really enjoyed it. We went last year for the uh, pumpkins. That was so fun. Pumpkins are a blast. I, I really, they are so much fun. And we grow the little you pick gourds too, the decorative gourds, and we trellis them up. And um, actually, we're starting our trellis today. They're in ground and they're so fun to see the different shapes and sizes. And it's hard to pick just one. And it, it's really neat to see where stuff comes from and how it's grown. My favorite are the ones with the green and white stripes. Ah, oh, Kusha. Are there multiple different varieties yep. that you have? Absolutely. Just like our fruits, you know, people, when you ask for an apple, you know, to ask for a honey crisp or a pink lady. When you ask for a peach, you usually ask for just a yellow or a white. If you're asking for a berry, you just ask for a berry, but all of them, there's so many varieties and pumpkins the same. Hmm. We probably this year put out about 80 different species of pumpkins Hmm. from the one you're talking about is a Kushaw. And it's actually a very good baking pumpkin. One of the very best baking pumpkins because it has a really tender flesh to these really funky bumpy ones and whites and and every color you can imagine size um i like to mix it up with the pumpkins and then we actually take all these seeds i put them in a big box and we shake them up Hmm. and then we don't know what's going in every hole so you could have a warty one by a white one and that way guests get to interact with a lot of different varieties without having to hit a lot of different rows in the heat oh that's i didn't realize you did that that's really cool one other question i would have i forgot to ask you this when you were talking about apples and you just brought them up again are you allowed to say which three apples you blend together for your slushies or is that a secret that you're gonna you know keep with you till the grave yeah no secret the recipe on this there's no secret the recipe is three different varieties and i change the apples based on what's harvesting so Mm -hmm. in our three types i want a really sweet whatever's the sweetest apple available my second apple needs to be the most sour apple available at the moment and then that other apple is what we call a hearty apple it's going to be in the middle on flavor but i wanted to have a little thicker skin And that's going to give cider what we call the body to it. And that'll be that little sediment you would get in a half gallon. That's the good stuff. Hmm. If I was to have a favorite variety, it would be probably Golden Delicious is my sweet. A Granny Smith is my sour. And probably a Fuji as my hearty. Hmm. And that's a beautiful combination. You're going to get the sweet, but you're going to get that nice tang to it. And it just gives you that balance. But we change our apples up based on what's harvesting, but we follow the same recipe of sweet, tart, middle. Have you done like a, uh, like a little video of you making it? I've got to keep trying that because it's, it's pretty cool to watch. Um, it takes five people to run our press. And when we're, because it's a big operation and I'm actually the filter. I'm not the boss of the press. We have a gentleman (laughs) been with me about nine years and he is over the the whole operation, but I'm on the filter. 
and it is so noisy is our challenge to it that it's because you've got oh. grinding apples and um, it's a hydraulic press. But I, I definitely have to do that and maybe feed in words in the background later and take out the noise. But if, if I could just share the smell with everybody. When we're squeezing in the store on a morning, crushing all those apples, you walk in and it's, it's almost intoxicating. It's so good, nice and fresh like that. Again, it's a, it's a nice, it's a good juice for sure. Can you let me know the next time you're doing that? So we'll just make a drive down and stand in the store? Absolutely. You're in. We may put uh, you in the assembly line of helping us squeeze though. You got to watch out. I mean, I'll try to help. I'll try to not botch <laughs> things too badly. <laughs> oh, you couldn't do it. You couldn't mess it up if you had to. We, we, my kids always joke that you better not show up too much. We'll put you to work. So <laughs> you'd be right in the, the cider press team. All right. All right. I'll, I'll get in touch with you about that. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So one last thing, uh, Beverly, if you could just tell everybody where to find you online and, and uh, you know, where your farm is located. Of course, again, we're in Randolph County, we're in Ramsor here, and, and really easy drive, depending on where you're coming from, but down 64, we're just a mile off of 64, which is nice, and um, obviously our website is millstonecreekorchards.com. The best way to get information, we keep that website really up to date. We do, um, Facebook is one of the great ways to find out. We're on Instagram, Pinterest, um, but that social media is really where we try to put the word out, especially when I've got great sales going on and um, you want to, that for the fruit, we just finished that great sale about that buy a basket of peaches, you get a basket free, get mm. on Facebook and social media to know about that stuff that comes up because a lot of times it's very last minute. But really, thank you guys so much for the opportunity. And we love following your site. So we're excited. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. One last question before I let you go. Um, are you selling apples off of a truck off 64? <laughs> We've come a long way from there. We sell a lot of apples, but there's not a truck involved anymore. And, um, you know, this building's evolved and this has all evolved so much in the last 16 years that it's exciting to see what's coming next. <laughs> all right. Well, I had to ask. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing what's going on at your farm. Sounds good. Hey, thanks so much. I know you don't have all the time in the world to go out and visit some of the places we talk about. But if you ever want to taste something as delicious as the apple cider slushy that Millstone Creek Orchards produces, I think you can easily make the drive to this farm. Beverly did not pay me to say that, by the way. The slushies and the Millstone Creek Orchards experience are just that good. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Beverly. We look forward to continue sharing the amazing people in North Carolina with you on future NC Travel Chats. If you liked this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed and also please give us a five-star review and tell us what you think. That'll get the word out and reach more people who love this state like you. And if you're on social media, please follow us at NC Tripping on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can even tweet your North Carolina adventures to us with the hashtag NC Travel Chat. Thanks again for listening and until next time, we hope to see you out there exploring North Carolina.